Hey everybody, welcome to the STEM Sessions podcast. My name is Dan Smith. Today I'm interviewing Tom O'Brien. If you'd please like to introduce yourself, please, Tom. Hi, yeah, I'm Tom O'Brien. Um, I'm a third year apprentice at BT. I sort of work on the scheme on the digital technological solutions. Um, basically, sort of the Swiss Army knife right now of sort of the tech world. I work at BT Tower. I work mainly in the TV department, so that's basically getting the TV from end to end. So sort of we call it glass to glass. So from the camera at the stadium to TV screen at your house. Awesome, cool. So I'm going to ask straight away the Swiss Army knife of the technology space. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. So how we sort of work really is around around the different sort of like journeys that sort of tv takes so we work we can work in the software side of things so if you want to sort of develop any code sort of that would build the app the bt tv app or maybe it's the actual configuration of server boxes so maybe it might be just logging onto them and again changing the code of them to maybe speed them up upgrade them uh, install new sort of components onto it that's sort of the software side of it and that can sort of can go anywhere really if, you, if you're sort of good enough coding wise and you put the hours in your practice yeah you, you can become a full-on software developer especially now devops is a, is a new thing which is software development and operations so basically you are building the code and then you're monitoring the performance of that code so you're, you're looking at in the live environment seeing how well it's doing any bugs any problems you'll be the one to fix it so that's sort of the software side of it and then we do networks we do like network, network engineering so we're actually down there with the cables you could be rerouting which is literally as simple as sort of unplugging something and plug it in a different area so maybe you might want to plug it into a, a box that has an ip address that ends in point four and then you want to unplug it and plug it into one says point five and that sort of just builds around the network of where you're sort of routing that traffic of data um normally across the country so we can be unplugging things in one city in the north and connecting that to another city in the south and that's all 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 can be done from bt tower um so that's sort of the network side of it if you want to go into marketing you're allowed to do that as well it's kind of you you basically get given around eight rotations in a four-year apprenticeship and then from there it is literally just kind of your choice and your own initiative so bt tower normally has about 14 teams that you can kind of go into uh, on average but then there can be as many as like 15 apprentices so obviously some people go into the same one like two go into the same one and stuff like that but ultimately you can go out and get your own team so there's more than 14 teams in bt tower so we can go and say to a team, oh, um, like I did last year, I saw the software team and no one's ever been in it. And luckily I was able to sort of build a relationship with people in there. And I just went, do you mind if I rotate into here? And we, we do a six-month spell. Um, but yeah, you can go, you can move into any team. So the marketing team, we're kind of broken into two divisions within Tower. Uh, and that is technology, which is really like the real technical side. And that's like working on servers, working on our network, working on coding stuff like that software um but also there's the enterprise which is like marketing sales that side of things so and there's been apprentices that have moved from technology into enterprise and then they can go and they work on massive contracts with our competitors and with our customers um or you can go into the marketing side of things um you can move in building sometimes if you're lucky enough we could go from bt tower and then we can go work at bt sport studios so we could then even go completely from being in that sort of the tech engineer role and then become a runner for production on bt sport studios um stuff like that really yeah it's like a really that's what i mean it's like that swiss army knife plus a degree we, we um do it's a full degree and it's for again four years at university and it's just such a widespread degree we do things from again software engineering network engineering um, creative collaboration, which means we have to go into the university and find one of the companies that work in like their incubator space, which is basically just where like small businesses try and get a sort of a, a head start or uh, when they start up their companies. Uh, and we go and say, oh, can we work with you? Can we do some research for you? Can we help you out in any way? 
That's awesome. So it sounds like, yeah, you really do have a Swiss Army knife of a, of a job role there. And it's great that not only do you get to do the rotations and see all of these different sides of that process with television, but you also get to have your own kind of autonomy and initiative or be able to use your initiative to say, I really like the look of this area. Can I go and, you know, do that as part of a degree? That That's awesome. So how did you actually find out about your apprenticeship? And, you know, what was it like in terms of school? What did you study at school to be able to go into this apprenticeship? Yeah, so I kind of had a really weird um, sort of career, like change and stuff. So when I, um, when I left school, um, secondary school, I, I was I, I was so sure I was going to work in the football business. I wasn't going to be a footballer. I wasn't good enough. Uh, what was the injuries? One of those. Um <laughs> But I knew I wanted to be in the. I couldn't. I could not be in the football industry. So I looked at all the different options, and uh, I basically decided I'd be a coach and an analyst. And I basically went down sort of the route of everything I could do to become that. So it was getting work experience at clubs, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I always knew I needed a backup. So I was like, I'll go to college. Um, I can do the football on the weekends. I can do the football on the side. But ultimately, I need the qualifications in case anything ever goes wrong. Um, so I went to college. Um, I did like history, geography, politics, did well. But again, I knew the whole time, this isn't for me. I don't want to go to university. I want to go into football, I want to go into coaching, I want to be into that kind of side of things. But then it was kind of, it, I wouldn't say things dried up. It was like, it's just, you kind of need a break sometimes. And my mum came into me one day and was like, oh, there's this course at university. Uh, it's yeah. It's called football studies. I wish it was as simple as football studies. Uh, it was more, again, quite similar to the degree I'm doing now, but more about sort of like the social side of life. So everything was just revolved around football, but it was sort of studying physiology, even stuff like uh, sociology. So looking at like race, gender, um, ethnicity, but like actually rolling it into how that affects the football world and stuff like that. So again, I was just kind of learned in about three years doing as much work experience as I could on the side um, I've always tried to sort of round myself be qualifications but also experience that experience is the main thing and always making sure I could go into a job and be like I've done this rather than being like oh, I've got a piece of paper but I don't necessarily have any work experience um, and I finished the degree um, got a 2-1 I was happy with it I was like okay let's move on got my what seemed to be my perfect grad job uh, which was watching football 24-7 uh, but it turned out it was six days a week my only day off was a Tuesday, and uh, I slowly realised this isn't a life. This isn't for me. So I was like, oh, I'm going to have to start from scratch again. Um, and so I started looking, looking around, just sort of scattergun approach of what jobs I can get, a lot of like marketing stuff, because um, I was interested in that. And then I just started, started to think, okay, what jobs, what companies do I like? And I, I knew, obviously, I, like, I was watching BT Sport, so I was like, oh, I like BT Sport, I like BT. So I have a look well, on the website, came across the apprenticeship, and um, yeah, it, it, TV and digital media. Although I, I now think my, my apprenticeship is now called Digital Technological Solutions. Mm-hmm. But at the time, it was TV and digital media, um, and it sounded perfect. And I was just, yeah, that was basically kind of like a fell for it from there. Um, I had a slight choice between this and another marketing role, but um, after doing the assessment day and talking to the other apprentices there on the day, because um, they sort of help out with the, the recruits and stuff, they just basically sold it to me. And I was like, okay, yeah, this sounds support network, um, the pathways you can go, especially like I'm saying now about Swiss Army Knife, like you can go anywhere you want really. Whereas marketing, I was just going to be a marketer. Whereas now I could be a software engineer, do 10 years and then actually go, you know what? I like networks and we be a network engineer. And that's as simple as that with BT really. They love like a sidestep move. 
Wow, and that's really cool how you've had that initial experience with football and then that's led you almost, you know, to a career in STEM and it's almost the other side of that. And you've you've made quite a big, you know, career change there. As you said, you know, you're quite football oriented, um, orientated, and then, you know, you've moved into a totally different space for a company that you like. So it was an assessment day, is that that right in terms of the recruitment? Was it initial interview or how did how did that go? Yes, there's a few stages um to get into BT. Uh they're all again um, sort of really welcoming and not that sort of that harsh. Basically, oh, there's a test in front of you. Do it in two minutes. Um, it, it's normally I think they've just recently changed it. But for my my sort of uh, integration to BT, it was uh, just a generic CV send off. Basically, just sort of tick the boxes. You can sort of create a CV. Um, then it was a video interview, which basically you get. I think two minutes per question. The question pops up in front of you. Um, no one's there. It's just it's just you and a camera, uh, you and your laptop, and then um, yeah, you get basically get two minutes to answer a question. It's normally really sort of generic stuff like what excites you about technology, um, what do you think of BT, what could uh, you improve about BT, just stuff like that. Just sort of the generic questions that basically just get you thinking and just see if you can basically hold a conversation or how how are your communication skills. Uh, and then it's uh, an assessment day, and that is sort of made up of three parts. So you're there on the day with other apprentices, other people who want to become an apprentice or other um, other roles, but not everyone is actually there for your role. So it's not like a comp- competitive kind of, oh, if I don't get this, they're going to get this, or if they're doing better than me kind of thing. It sort of works a bit more just focus on yourself and focus on just showing off how good you are really so you do one task which is a just a straight interview and it's one of those just strengths and weaknesses kind of like interviews and situational stuff of this happened what do you reckon or stuff like that you have to do a prepared task which is basically using bt's slogan how would you make the world a better place through through communication And then you sort of, my idea was VR. So it was just VR goggles in a classroom. So the cheap Google Cardboard ones, you can get sort of, you can use that to basically just sort of branch out people's learnings, but cheaply. So obviously the company's happy to do it and government can support it, stuff like that. Um, There's a free idea for anyone listening. (laughs) Um, It worked clearly because I got the job. Um, And then there's another task, which is a group task. And there's three of you. And basically you have to, find a way to improve BT Mobile. It may have all changed, obviously, since I've I've, I've done it. Uh, I think there's now a... Instead of... Um, I think they've now added a, a situational test online, but it's not a test, it's a game, because it's now game, it's gamifying, yeah, the, the new um, recruitment process. Yeah. So it's a bit easier than the classic kind of situational test that I was doing, like, 10, well, five, 10 years ago, about five years ago. But yeah, you the third yeah. So it's just all about working with a, with that third task is just working as a team, seeing if you can bring people in rather than just saying all the answers yourself. You can actually be like, okay, oh blah blah blah. What do you think? What do you reckon we should do to like make this better? Or it's just kind of show you can be part of a team, really. So it's a really simple day. You're sat again with there's other there's actual apprentices in the room um, with you in the waiting room while you're waiting to go into each individual task. Uh, you're normally interviewed by your manager as well, so you kind of get that bond straight away. And yeah, it's, it's it's a really like calm, relaxing, friendly environment. Um, you're not rushed for anything. There's no real pressure. Again, you're not really competing against anyone. You're just sort of kind of competing against yourself on the day yeah. and how well you can perform. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Cool. And I suppose in some cases where, uh, as you said, you're not competing directly with people that are in that assessment day with you, it mm-hmm. actually benefits you to work with them. Oh yeah, definitely. That that was the main part for me. Although it did turn out I had two people in mind that actually got the job with me so there was about 10 of us in the waiting room and three of us on that day actually got the job and we we work together now 
but for the most part, I expect to other people, what route are you going down? Oh, never heard of that one. It wasn't mine. Um, oh, I didn't know you could do that. So there's a lot of them where you, you actually, you kind of realize the scope of BT there and then, because you're hearing about all these different apprenticeships, cybersecurity, marketing, um, one would have been TV and digital media. And you know, all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, I'm not up against you then. Let's, let's work together. Let's, let's make us both get the job rather yeah. than just me being kind of like doggy dog feeling. Absolutely, yeah. In in my previous experience as well with um, graduate assessment centres, uh, anybody who genuinely is only out for themselves doesn't tend to do very well. But yeah, that's really cool. And uh, yeah, it's great that you're in a, a team of three that all got the job, dream team. <laughs> <laughs> so you've said there's a lot of variety in you know your role generally, but what does a current normal day look like for you? Um, so a current day, so obviously the team I'm, I'm in now because it's a rotation, um, is operational tools team. Essentially, we work on the monitoring and the alarming of our network. So obviously, to build a whole network, you need servers and you need devices across, spread across the country. Um, BT covers about 80% of the country right now. So there's boxes everywhere from Glasgow to Carlisle to Birmingham to London. So there's a lot of upkeep of basically monitoring these. If they're overheating, if someone's pulled a plug out, simple as that. We basically set up the alarms that will then track whether that's happening. From London, we can see a box in Glasgow is overheating and we need an engineer to go out and basically work out if someone put like a cardboard box in front of the fan or something like simple as that. Um, or it could be some like critical alarms, like all of a sudden um, someone's unplugged something and we've lost BBC and everyone's lost BBC One in one part of the country. Literally stuff like that. Um, it's really sort of either critical or something really silly and it's basically <laughs> us trying to work out what what the problem is so for me um it's coming in in the morning uh, we normally have our morning call so that basically just says there's a team of about four or five of us um oh i'm doing this today i'm doing this today i had this problem yesterday we managed to fix it or i had this problem yesterday can anyone help me today um we still haven't fixed it Pro- stuff like that really simple basically it can be five minutes or it can be 30 it's just all basically dependent on what's happened the day before and what your problem is that day. And then from there, my personal role right now, sort of the stuff I'm working on is basically just setting up new servers. So we basically have um, a server where we have a production version of certain businesses' devices, and that's the production version, but it's always good to have a test version as well so we can actually simulate any issues on the real one on the test version so we can say, okay, this happened, this is why it happened. If it happens again in the future, we know how to fix it now rather than having in the moment to be like, oh, how do we fix this? So that can be literally really as simple as sort of like drag and drop stuff, copying and pasting stuff from the production version. So that could be driver code. So stuff like that is just code that basically uh, builds this one sort of part of the program and copy and paste that over to the uh, test version. Other stuff, apprentice-wise, it'd be like team meetings. So we have an apprentice team meeting every week and that's normally an hour. There's about 15, 20 of us now in Tower. It depends basically who's in on that day because some people might be out on visits. Some might be doing like what I'm doing now and be out of the office. But everyone sits in there. We have sort of a 60-second catch-up at the start. What have you done in the last week? You only got minutes, minutes to say it. Keep it, keep it concise. Yeah, you can find out some really cool stuff that actually is available to you as an apprentice because obviously we're first year, second year, third year, and fourth year. And you basically then find out 
all the different things you can do and like the more experience you get oh i can go in and do that now like um one of the fourth years is doing a massive speech now in front of like directors and stuff because she built up such a successful couple of years um winning awards and stuff like that and now she has these amazing opportunities you're like oh so if i win awards i can then have this massive opportunity to go talk in front of i think they're talking about ceos of some massive companies so it's like cool there are opportunities so yeah, and that, that just happens from people 60 seconds and obviously you have one a week and they start to really build up and you basically have this like competitive, friendly nature. And then it's just stuff like action points. Oh, we need to do a careers fair next week. Who can, get, who can do it? Who can get the banners? Who can get the leaflets prepared? Yeah, or action points. We have a Christmas party. Uh, who's going to organise it? Literally as simple as that. You can kind of have that social side of it as well. And then, yeah, we all have our sort of our own lead roles. So for me, I'm a school engagement lead. So everything I do is basically about getting everyone more involved with schools, more volunteering, more visits to Tower, uh, more visits out to schools um, like today. So again, it's just kind of like building up a better relationship with STEM to be like, oh, we do this, like, do you want to sort of help us or can we help you in any, any way? Yeah, so we have school engagement lead, we have like a blog lead, so we do our own blog. It's only for internal use, but it's nice to basically tell the whole of Tower and sometimes the whole of technology as a department, oh, the BT Tower apprentices are doing this. Uh, um, we're going and we're doing this and like we've won this award and we've won that award and stuff like that it's really cool to kind of get everyone's names out there because obviously as an apprentice you do four years you're 99% guaranteed a job but it's still nice to be like to let everyone know like I'm a sort of a hot property almost like you want you want me in your team rather than just kind of relying on a couple of networks you built and other stuff yeah internal visits internal visits lead that's just someone who basically organises any like school trip into, into tower because we do quite a lot Work experience lead was another leader I did before, and that was manic. We did, I think, 45 in one year. That's incredible. So, yeah, I think there's quite a few things there, actually. One thing I've definitely picked up on is that you've got an apprenticeship almost community and a really, you know, strong sense of community, I think, across BT in general. And it's also really cool that you all have, like, a specific role. You're all immediately given that responsibility. I think that's something that's really valuable. And then the other thing that kind of really links into that um, is something that you also mentioned, which is around personal branding. So it's actually, you know, you said you've got to put yourself out there. You want to be able to build networks and, uh, yeah, as you say, make yourself hot property so that when it comes to your apprenticeship finishing that you do definitely, you know, get that job guaranteed for you at the end, which yeah, I think is all really important stuff. So what would you say out of all of the things that you've mentioned or maybe even something else, um, what would you say is the best bit? The best bit uh, is... is... Is it? It's hard because obviously there's so much of it. Again, that's not kind of like a cliche, kind of like oh, I don't want to answer the question. But genuinely, there's so many different benefits to the stuff we do. So, like the lead roles kind of give you again that proactive. If you like, especially like something for volunteering lead. If you want to go out and get in touch with so many different um, charities and be like, we want to run this day. That looks so good on you in so many different ways because. Um, not just because you're obviously doing something for charity, but the proactive nature and the, the skills you're building are is so valuable to actually sort of modern life, especially modern jobs and the, and the job market. Uh, a lot of companies just crave creativity. So you can say, oh, we want to do this challenge or we want to make this sort of charity um, like run or we stuff like that. Like having the creative sort of power to think of new things like every month is actually really important. And that's a really great skill to build nowadays. 
Uh, and then you've got kind of maybe work experience is just the pure like organizational leadership to be like, okay, I'm, I'm, this person's coming in for a week. I need to then go to, well, it's normally about five hours a day. So that's five different teams. And you sit at 20 times. So I need 20 different hours filled for a week. And that's just one week. And the next week, I need another time. I need to do that again and again and again. And that's building the sort of resilience organization. It's got, again, really key things to the job market right now where kind of, I think how employees look, or how employers look at it now is there's a lot of jobs that are just people think they can just get with a piece of paper now with a degree. And there's so many degrees out there, and people have so many degrees that there's these little things, these really like little skills that are key to sort of jobs now. You have a great chance to learn them. So resiliency, creativity, communication, obviously a big one. Um, Collaboration is a huge one as well. Yeah, the best part, again, is just operational-wise, especially when I worked on the teams more on the BT Sport app, that was just so fun. It was like working on an app that I went home and used. And so like Champions League nights, I used to be at work for like the five, I think the 5.15 kickoffs, the early ones when they were in like Russia and stuff. I'd go in and I'd, I'd sort of monitor how that's doing right there and then and look at the performance of the game and seeing who's what, how many devices are watching and who's watching more on Apple and who's watching more on Android, stuff like that. Um, oh, we've got this many problems. Oh, this many people are buffering. What's going on? Oh, this server isn't working properly or this um, device isn't working. Can we switch from that device to another device? Oh, we switch. It's now working. Cool. There you go. And now this many people, like thousands of people, are now not suffering from buffering anymore because I don't know how much I hate buffering when I'm watching the game so it's like now we fixed that and then i'd go home for like the 745 kickoffs and then all of a sudden i'm now watching something i've built early in the day because i've helped support that network and now i'm watching it problem free i'm like oh that's something i did come in the next day and then i'm looking at the app and i'm like okay who watched it how many people watched it who had errors stuff like that it was just really cool to kind of like work on something i loved and i use myself okay so you've just mentioned how um, you've done quite a lot of you know STEM stuff. You've done some STEM outreach in terms of going to career centers and things like that. Have you had a moment at a school or at you know any of these STEM activities that really stands out as a moment where you feel like you've made an impact or just something you really enjoyed? It could be a funny moment as well. Um, yeah, there's there's moments really where. Obviously, I never knew about apprenticeships. Obviously, growing up, it was apprenticeships were making tea, sort of on the builder site, plumber, that kind of things. And I, and I never, I never knew about this sort of like world of apprenticeships that are actually open now to the digital world. And yeah, I think it's every moment where someone comes over to the stool and you're like, ah, oh, like, what are you interested in? And they're like, ah, oh, blah, 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 where, where it normally is. And you're like, what do you know about BT? And they're like, okay. And then what do you know about apprenticeships? And they're like, they never really know. And you're like, well, let me just tell you about what our apprenticeship is. And literally, by the time you're halfway through, you can just see them, the eyes kind of be like, like open up. And you're like, you didn't know that, did you? And they're like, no, no, I never, never heard of you. And you're like, well, the, every single time that happens, you're like, okay, this is good. That the information's getting out there. There's a we're breaking the stigma around apprenticeships, which is a massive one because I think people feel like it's the step down. It's not like a an equal step or like a big big opportunity. It's like, oh, this is, oh, I've got to be an apprentice. Like it's one of those problems. But actually, it's actually it can be something really prideful. Like you can win awards and you can like. There's quite a lot of staff at BT high up. I can't remember if it's a CTO, CIO or CTO or someone like that, but they are a former apprentice at BT, and we have a whole sort of apprentice community within BT, which are. We sort of go across the whole sort of departments of BT, BT Mobile, BT Sport, BT TV, um, Open Reach. They're all ex-apprentices and they're all directors, um, chiefs, 
senior managers and so you can actually see actually apprenticeships have this pathway that just people don't realize is actually a really successful um part of the business uh, and that, i think that's sort of the same for, across many different industries so just opening up the eyes and just being like oh, actually this exists like don't worry it's not just university um you can do an apprenticeship as well and you're still getting you can still in some apprenticeships get a degree as well anyway you still are having that university sort of education uh but yeah open up the eyes um is 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 a is big thing just like open your minds and being like actually there's something else out there other than what you're being told every day thanks very much for uh, coming in and speaking to us tom and i wish you all the best in terms of you know, your apprenticeship and hoping everything goes well and um yeah thanks very much <laughs>